Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially a Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday as we kick off another week of horse racing coverage, Las Vegas style, from the South Point Studios here at the South Point Hotel Casino on Las Vegas Boulevard, this fabulous, fabulous strip and famous strip here in Las Vegas. We welcome you to the show. And, of course, we come to you directly from Las Vegas. And, of course, we have many different platforms. You can watch and listen to our show. Of course, you can watch our show at the South Point Studio. Go to YouTube. It's South Point Studio, and you can see us right now if you want to. And, of course, we have our uh, streaming at our uh, websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, your iPhone, Android, get the KSHP radio station app, put it on your 
uh, devices. You can hear us now through that. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting as well. And, of course, here in Las Vegas, our anchor radio stations, uh, KSHP Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. So we welcome you all to the Race Day Show as we start ramping it up for that big game uh, next weekend. And, of course, that is the Super Bowl being held here for the first time in Las Vegas live at the Legion Stadium here, and people are descending now on Las Vegas like never before. The town is starting to jump, and it, and we we still got uh, almost a week and a half, two weeks uh, left to go before the big game starts, but it's happening, that's for sure. They tell us that this Super Bowl here in Las Vegas the is the highest seat ticket ever sold in Super Bowl history. If you want to see it live here, of course, here in Las Vegas, especially here at the South Point, there'll be plenty of action and you'll be able to see the Super Bowl on huge big screen TVs all through the property. Of course, in the sports books here in the lounges at the bars and, of course, up on the second floor in the big ballrooms, several ballrooms will have big screen coverage of the Super Bowl. And of course, oh, yeah, you can bet on it here as well. Plenty of proposition bets to come. Sportsbook tells me they'll be uh, kicking out their big uh, multi-page of uh, proposition bets on Friday. We will uh, kind of peruse that as well. Rich Yang will be along with us to not only give us the first look at the Super Bowl, but of course also uh, a recap of the uh, championships games uh, that uh, produced uh, the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. And along the way, horse racing is starting to gear up now. We're in the last day of January of this first uh, month of this year, 2004. When we turn the page tomorrow, we've got plenty of uh, uh, Kentucky Derby future book points up for grabs this weekend. There'll be four different Kentucky Derby prep races around the country that hold 20 points for the uh, future book leaderboard in the Kentucky Derby this weekend. So there's plenty of action as far as, uh, as, as going this weekend. Not only will you have the four races, the Kentucky Derby preps, they'll also have two Kentucky Oaks preps, and they have 20 points as well on the leaderboard. The Kentucky Derby preps will be the Grade 3 Southwest at Oaklawn. Of course, that is part of the Arkansas Derby Series. You'll have the Grade 3 Withers at Aqueduct. That is part of the Wood Memorial Series. And the Grade 3 Robert Lewis at Santa Anita. And that is, of course, part of the Santa Anita Derby Series. And the Grade 3 Holy Bull at Gulfstream Park, part of the Florida Derby Series, that will mark the three-year-old debut of last year's Eclipse Award-winning juvenile and the Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, Fierceness. And he is an overwhelming favorite in that field. We have, uh, actually, we do have the fields already drawn for the Holy Bull and the Southwest. We'll get into that with uh, Jonathan Hardoon a little bit later on. As far as the Oaks preps, they will be the Martha Washington at Oaklawn and the Las Virgenes at Santa Anita. So plenty of action for horse racing and football fans, that's for sure, coming to you live and direct from this uh, gaming capital of the world. That, uh, that's absolutely for sure. And i got to tell you, in the Holy Bull, I think Fierceness is something like a 2-5, to 3-5 to five morning line favorite in that race. He's the only grade one winner in the entire race. So there's a lot of uh, three-year-olds that are going to try to take their first step into getting into the Kentucky Derby uh, conversation in that race, along with fierceness. We'll wait and see how he comes back as a three-year-old in his first uh, start of this year. Now, as far as the Kentucky Derby, you remember that we said on Monday was the cutoff point, the deadline 
for all of the horses that are trained, the three-year-olds that are trained by Bob Baffert, to either change barns or they will not be accepted in any leaderboard uh, races as far as the leaderboard points are concerned. They can go on those races. As a matter of fact, Bob Baffert might have uh, quite a few starters. He might have, he's got five possibles for the Bob Lewis coming up this weekend. I'm sure he won't have all five in there, but he's got multiple possibles for the Bob Lewis. But those horses now, the horses that didn't leave Bob Baffert's barn, will not be eligible for any of the points, the leaderboard points, and any of the leaderboard races throughout uh, the rest of the year leading up to the Kentucky Derby. But here's the kicker. All of his owners decided not to change stables, not to change trainers to be eligible for the Kentucky Derby. All of his owners stayed pat in sending a message to Kentucky Downs and, I mean, Kentucky Derby and uh, Churchill Downs that uh, quite possibly they just said they've had enough. So Bob Baffert retains all of his three-year-olds, and uh, they include horses like Nysos, Muth, Mamun. Mamun's getting a lot of uh, play after his big win uh, last week. Pilot Commander, Coach Prime, and Prince of Monaco all stay in Bob Baffrey's barns, which means they're not going to be showing up in the Kentucky Derby, no matter how well they do in all of the Derby preps leading up to the Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. So Baffert holds sway on that. And, of course, uh, we have uh, plenty of stakes races around the country. Aqueduct has a couple of grade threes on Saturday. Gulfstream Park will have five stakes races, four grade threes. And, of course, the Withers will be included in at Aqueduct and the Holy Bull at Gulfstream. Oaklawn Park will have that uh, the, the grade three uh, southwest, as we say. Santa Anita is going to have four stakes races on Saturday, of course, included in the grade three uh, Bob Lewis. Uh, two other grade threes and a, and a grade two. And uh, Tampa Bay kicks in with a couple of grade twos. And uh, Turfway Park will also have a stakes race, big stakes racing uh, calendar on Saturday. Delta Downs will hold the Louisiana Bread Premier Card of all Louisiana Bread stakes, uh, 10 of them on the card there for Louisiana Breads. And on Sunday, San Anita will come back with a couple of grade threes. So we got a lot to look forward to leading up to and continuing through this week and this weekend here in Las Vegas. Now, a couple of other new notes, uh, notes for um, the thought. Uh, the, the colors of the Super Bowl logo this year didn't work out because the purple didn't get there. Uh, but uh, the uh, San Francisco and Baltimore were the colors represented on there. At least San Francisco got there. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs will be an all-red type of uh, a Super Bowl. And the Kansas City Chiefs, here's a kicker for you. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to practice here in Las Vegas at their arch-rival uh, facility, the Raiders. The Raiders are giving them their practice facility here in Henderson, Nevada, to practice for the uh, Super Bowl. I thought that was uh, kind of... Uh, Really a nice thing for them to do, that's for sure. So we got a lot going on. As far as some of the uh, other news in uh, racing, Turf Paradise opened up uh, with their meet, and i got to tell you, they had uh, full fields of Turf Paradise. They're underway there. But there is a problem brewing because uh, the New Mexico uh, horsemen and the New Mexico Racing Board have pulled the simulcasting rights for the races in New Mexico that it caused a rippling effect with Arizona, Ohio, and some other states as well. So this this thing could start uh, blooming out there as far as the simulcasting rights and simulcasting for those races. But they took a stand there in New Mexico. We will wait and see what happens there. Senor Buscador was invited to the Saudi Cup on February 25th. 
National tre- Treasure was invited as well, but he's going to stay stateside. His next race might come at uh, Santa Anita. And uh, the Federal Trade Commission is proposing more, more oversight rules for HISA. So this ought to be a real goodie. And uh, the nominations for the Dubai World Cup Day of Racing at Dubai that happens on March 30th are out. They include nominations, include National Treasure, White Abario, Senor Buscador, and Saudi Crown, among others. That night is a night where the, uh, the purse value in all of the races, uh, the stakes races on the Dubai World Cup night will exceed $30 million. It'll be uh, $30,500,000 in stakes races that night. And like I said, uh, good stuff happening all over the place. The historic Tropicana Hotel here in Las Vegas will close in a couple of days for uh, just about on their 49th anniversary. That place is being knocked down completely. They're going to destroy, they're going to just drop the Tropicana and rebuild a huge uh, baseball stadium for the uh, Oakland A's that are now becoming here in Las Vegas. They will be the Las Vegas A's or whatever else they're going to call them. So the Tropicana will be closing soon. A historic, historic uh, hotel casino, and it's uh, going to make its way for the big baseball stadium. They say it's going to make it take about a year after they drop this with the implosion to actually clear the property and get it ready started for uh, some of the ba- some start the the building the baseball stadium. Just a couple of bits of news around the country and in horse racing in Las Vegas as well. We got a show that includes Jonathan Ardoon. He'll be coming up right after the break. We're going to get Jonathan on his little soapbox, and of course. Remember, he, he guaranteed us a nice pick. Uh, I believe it was at Tampa Bay today uh, for the race day listeners out there. He's been good on Tampa Bay, especially on Wednesdays for us. And, of course, uh, Rich Eng will be along. Take a first look, blush, at uh, the Super Bowl and that matchup. And, of course, recap what happened in the championship games. John Lindo will not be with us today. He's doing his public service, his public duty. He is doing jury duty. We'll wait and see if... Uh, he is dismissed or m- moves on to actually sitting on a jury. Uh, John will not be with us today. Jerry Jack was going to be along, though. He's going to give us a betting strategy that he said was exemplified uh, by uh, some of the results that he gave over the weekend. We'll wait and see about that as well. So we're just getting started on this Wednesday show. We're just getting started on the week covering horse racing Las Vegas style. And we will be back with more right after this first break. Don't go away. And remember... Tune in to us at South Point South Point Studio. I'll get it out. South Point Studio at YouTube. Go to YouTube, punch in South Point Studio. You'll get to our page, and when you get there, hit subscribe. It is free. It'll keep you posted on all the stuff that's happening here at the South Point Studio, along with Race Day Las Vegas and two great other shows that will be covering this Super Bowl like no other right here from these studios. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Wednesday. Don't forget, folks, that uh, coming up here in Las Vegas, of course, is the Super Bowl. A lot of people are coming here. As far as the weather is concerned, we're going to get some rain here in Las Vegas probably tonight and tomorrow. That, uh, that front will move out. And then the next uh, pocket of rain that the weatherman predicts will happen next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That is of Super Bowl week. But by the time we get to the Super Bowl weekend, weather should be fine here. But I would take a coat of fire with you because it could get a little chilly out there, but it's, it is warming up. It's about uh, 40-something degrees out here, and we're going to get to over the uh, 60 mark today here in Las Vegas. As far as the weather is concerned, that front that we're talking about that will hit us early part of next week is coming right through in the northern part of the northwest right now between Oregon and Washington and, of course, uh, California. We'll wait and see if there's a possibility of enough rain in Southern California to maybe uh, put the Friday racing card in California and Southern California in jeopardy. We'll wait about that. Otherwise, around the country, it's pretty clear, except for a little pocket in the uh, uh, mid-eastern area of uh, the Atlantic and, of course, uh, over in New Mexico as well, where they got that uh, storm brooming as far as the horse racing is concerned with the simulcasting. Uh, you know, small tracks like that, especially the ones in Arizona, New Mexico, etc., Ohio, they need the simulcasting money, so this... This, uh, you know, this face-off could be uh, something uh, that uh, is going to hurt the pocketbook, that's for sure, of all concerned in that. We'll wait and see. We'll talk to Jonathan about that. In the meantime, let's uh, take a look at what happened on Sunday. You remember there was a big, big uh, mandatory payoff in the pick six on Sunday at Gulfstream. That pick six pool, the jackpot was off, the pick six pool closed with $6,536,665 in the pot. And here's how they it shook out. The first of the pick six winners paid $7. The second one paid $19.40. The third one paid $24.40. The fourth one paid $22.60. The fifth one paid $20.20. And the last race in the pick six sequence paid $52.20. There were three winners. Three put all of those long shots together. The winning numbers were 5, 11, 9, 10, 11, 7. Each one of those winners, and remember, a 20-cent base bet, each of those winners received one million eight hundred four thousand four hundred thirty one dollars oh yeah and 20 cents three winners in a life-changing score at Gulfstream on Sunday interesting that uh, Michael Trombetta the trainer there had not only the $52 winner in the last race but he also started today with a $38.60 winner and if you're looking for the other payoffs how about uh, the late pick four 
in that pick six sequence uh, for 50 cents, paying 38,544.45. The late pick five for 50 cents, how about $330,923.10? And if you had four out of five, remember they pay four out of five in the pick five at, at Gulfstream. That paid $1,014.45 by being one wrong. What a, what a day, what a long shot day it was at Gulfstream on Sunday. Santa Anita, the Clockers Corner Stakes, won by Iridio with uh, Jeremy Laprida. That's the jockey that came in from, uh, I believe it's uh, Philadelphia Park. Marcelino Polanco was the trainer there in that, uh, in that race. Bob Baffert unleashed another maiden in a three-year-old race. That horse, Cornell, won in the sixth race. But he wasn't uh, anywhere near a favorite. A Bob Baffert three-year-old in the maiden race that wins and pays 1680 is something to talk about. That's for sure. By the way, uh, Iridio paid $40.60 for that upset win in the Clockers Corner. Great ride, ran right up the rail and got the job done in that one in the six-and-a-half furlong turf race there. And uh, <clears throat> the pick six has a carryover at uh, San Anita. They didn't have it on Sunday. The fives got $2,123.60. So you have a pick six carryover at uh, San Anita on Friday, exceeding $74,000 there That at San Anita. And by the way... That coast-to-coast pick five from Santa Anita to Gulfstream Park. You already heard about the prices at Gulfstream Park. It's Santa Anita to Gulfstream. That $1 coast-to-coast pick five, numbers 4, 11, 7, 5, and 6. That thing paid $102,972.60. So there are a few people out there over the weekend that certainly had a monster blockbuster weekend, that's for sure. At Aqueduct on uh, Sunday... There are two stakes races. They say Florida Sandy, won by Rockney, uh, Rockney uh, with uh, Mike, uh, trained by Mike Maker, uh, ridden by Jose Lascano, paying five dollars and seventy cents. And the Rago Park Stakes was won by Mischief Joke, Dylan Davis aboard, paying five dollars and ninety cents. So the favorites won both of the stakes races on Sunday at uh, Aqueduct, and both of them were trained by Mike Maker. Mike Maker had a big day there. They have a pick six carryover at Aqueduct as well. Uh, so uh, you'll have a pick six carryover at Aqueduct when it kicks in. The fives, the fives on Sunday, paid ten thousand nine hundred twenty-three dollars and seventy-five cents. Big prices there as well, but not as huge as uh, the ones at uh, at uh, Gulfstream Park, that's for sure. And uh, the uh, full brother, the flight line that raced uh, on Sunday at Oaklawn Park, finished sixth in his debut in a race that uh, the uh, winner, Mister Keating, paid five eighty there. And, of course, on uh, Sunday in the NFL Conference Championships, uh, Rich Eng lost with the Baltimore Ravens. They were the favorite. They lost outright, of course. And uh, Richie got that backdoor cover as far as his point spread with the Detroit Lions, even though they don't make the Super Bowl. They, are, uh, they did cover that 10-point, uh, uh, I should say, or 7-point um, deficit. Uh, the San Francisco's 49ers won by three. All right, time to go to the racing menu for today. And, of course, we remind you that the first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books. If you're listening anywhere else on all of those different platforms that we talk about and you're in another time zone, obviously check and, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, change it to uh, adjust it to the Pacific time zone because that's these are the first post times for the Pacific time zone. And remember... We don't want you to miss anything, okay? Like I miss mom and dad. Okay, here we go. Uh, Parks Racing starts it off. Ten races today at Parks Racing. 
They have a pick five jackpot carryover, $193,164 in the first of the uh, pick uh, jackpot carryovers at uh, Parks Racing, $193,164. And a first post time for 10 races today at Parks, sitting at 9.05. Gulfstream Park rolling in today after that big weekend they had there. Gulfstream Park has uh, nine races. Their first post time is 9.10. They gave all the money away in the jackpot on Sunday, so it starts anew today. First post time, 9.10 at Gulfstream. Tampa Bay Downs has nine races. Tampa Bay Downs has a nice pick six jackpot carryover of $58,962. They have nine races at Tampa Bay. Their first post time is 9.20. Hey, Jonathan Ardoon is standing by with a pick there. All right, Mahoning Valley, they canceled their races on Monday because of bad weather. But uh, we just checked, and uh, it's all systems go uh, at the moment for Mahoning Valley. Their first post time is 9.45, 9.45 at Mahoning Valley. They have a regular pick five carryover there of $9,669. And they have a pick six jackpot carryover of $1,615. Again, first post time at Mahoning Valley is at 9.45. Then we go to Turf Paradise in Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise uh, had a, a terrific start uh, this week with their racing. Now, their first two races today at Turf Paradise will be quarter horse races. And their last uh, races, races three through eight, will all be thoroughbreds. Eight races, first post time, 11.35. They got a pick six jackpot going there at Turf Paradise. Their pick six jackpot carryover today, $8,151. Turfway Park is next. Turfway Park has 10 races today. Their first post time is 2.55. 2.55 at Turfway Park today for their uh, 10-race card. Penn National kicks in with uh, eight races. They have eight races today at Penn National. Penn National's first post time with a carryover in uh, their pick five. They got a regular pick five carryover today at uh, Penn National. That's $2,095. Their super high five jackpot carryover is only $488. And again, uh, eight races today at Penn National. First post time, 3 p.m. And then we have uh, Charlestown races. We wrap it up with Charlestown. They've got a pick six jackpot carryover, $16,944. Their first post time for eight races at Charlestown is set at 4 p.m., and that is your Monday. I'm sorry, that is our Monday, but it's actually Wednesday's race day uh, menu for today. All right, time to bring in Jonathan Hardoon now. Jonathan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. The, the town is the electricity is starting to build up with the Super Bowl being right down the street. But I got to tell you, here at South Point, it's going to be rocking and rolling because they got uh, Super Bowl parties all over this place everywhere there's a bar or a sports book or a lounge and certainly the big ballrooms they'll all be full with folks rooting on the uh the super bowl that's for sure and of course we've got a lot of great racing coming up this weekend that uh, could have some sort of uh, implications for the kentucky derby but they ain't going to be any with the baffert horses no they won't by the way the Pick the uh, ticket prices for the Super Bowl. I'm looking online, like twelve thousand dollars for a ticket. Are they crazy? <laughs> yeah, and, th- and this, that ain't on the fifty yard line, pal. Well, that's that's, a that's just to get into the building. That's what I'm saying. It's up way up, twelve thousand. I guess you had to be one of those pick six uh, winners on Sunday to afford to go to the Super Bowl this week, huh? There are so many great. So many great stories about this Super Bowl here in town. I got a neighbor down the street that's remodeling his house. 
and the remodel started. He wanted to wait till after the Super Bowl because he's going to have a Super Bowl party there. But he had to stop it because, you know, the, the remodeling, the contractors wanted to get in there and do it for timing and all that. So he's remodeling his house. So, he, you know, I told everybody, you know, I'm not going to have a party this year. And one of the people at the was going to the party said, well, that's OK. I got a couple of Super Bowl tickets. He's taking them to the Super Bowl. So I guess you got to wow. I guess you got to remodel your house to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's pretty good. Say your pace would be nice. He was there trying to do the right thing, yeah. and he ends up getting rewarded. So yeah. that's a good story. No question about that. Yeah, and those those prices, by the way, of the Super Bowl, they said that they are high, the highest resale and highest prices for the Super Bowl uh, in any of the 57 earlier Super Bowls. Everybody wants to yeah. come here. But remember, the people who can't get here into the Super Bowl, they can always get here and, and go to the parties here at the South Point. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm sure a lot of people are going to do that, and why not? Listen, Super Bowl in Vegas is a great time, and if it, if if they're actually hosting it like it's happening this year, it could only be crazier than any other year. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a great game, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, I you got to be disappointed if you were a Lions fan. You were counting that money after the at halftime. Wow. I got to tell you, Jonathan, I'm sure Rich Ang will have something to say about uh, recapping and reviewing. What happened in that game and the other game as well? But uh, and I guess some questionable uh, calls by the coach. I mean, not going for field goals when you had an opportunity to put points on the board. But that's Rich's department, so I'll leave that for him. Well, and not only that, but that's been the mo of this particular coach all year long. And 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 in many cases, yeah. that's how the, he got the team there. So, but you know, when you get that close, maybe you ought to take the three points. I don't know. <laughs> In any case, uh, you know, I guess uh, Taylor Swift is going to be doing a concert in Japan and has a private jet waiting for her to get here in time to uh, watch the Super Bowl here at Allegiant Stadium. I'm sure she's got a good seat. (laughs) Uh, I think she does, yeah. Uh, She has connections, let's put it that way. As for the Baffert situation, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, listen, you know, who's really getting hurt here? Who's getting hurt? The horses are getting hurt that can't go to run in the Derby. The owners are getting hurt because if you win the Derby, well, all of a sudden you have a horse worth $10 million. But apparently the owners are taking a principal stance and not going. You know, I don't know. Again, Churchill's being ridiculous and uh, Baffert is willing to drop the appeal. So enough. Let's move on. You can't carry this on forever. And if they do, what Baffert's owners should do, and they're worth billions of dollars, most of those owners, Zendan, and they should have a race for three-year-olds on Derby Day, call it uh, anything you want, and, and put a purse up for $25 million. Watch how fast Churchill changes their tune. That's maybe, what I would do. Maybe they ought to call it the, uh, Kentucky, Derby, the Kentucky Derby defection stakes. Yeah, or the West Coast Derby or yeah. something like that. And you know, put put up twenty five million or put up ten million. The Derby's only two million. See how many horses defect from the Derby and go run in that race for that kind of money. That'll stick it to Churchill in a quick way, and that will solve this whole problem. Believe me. Well, you know, sticking it to Churchill maybe, but they 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 do have a marquee race, and you know, people are just wanting to go to. It's becoming a big social event now, though, with the with yeah. the prices and all that. But uh, we'll wait the and money see. Money Ralph. They have they you know they have other races that they they started the, the Dubai World Cup where they're giving 20 million out or whatever in the beginning it was slow but now every people are going there you know money talks in this well thing. well i think the first dubai world cup ever was won by cigar and uh, because uh, our company uh, the soraco productions covered that we brought that in 
on a local station here for the books here. And uh, I, re- I, I'm pretty sure that was the first one, uh, the first broadcast one, that's for sure. But you look at the Triple Crown now. You look at the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby winner, Mage, last year, won the Derby, never won a race after that, and has been retired. National Treasure, Bob Baffert's horse, wins the Preakness. He comes back now and wins the Pegasus World Cup just uh, last Saturday. And uh, he's been four, first and foremost, and he's still racing, and he'll be racing this year again. And then you've got Archangelo, who did great work in the Belmont and won the Travers and uh, failed in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and he's gone. So out of the three horses that ran in the Triple Crown last year, only National Treasure, trained by Bob Baffert, will be running this year as a four-year-old. Right, who missed the Derby is running as a four-year-old. So, you know, there's there's balances, that's for sure. Of course, we'll be covering the Kentucky Derby. You'll be here doing a seminar with us because it is, you know, America's most famous horse race, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I could see where the politics, we've got to simmer it down and just get back to, the racing for the best interest of the uh, public and uh, the, the horsemen. Yeah. How about of the sport? Yeah. You know. So, uh, you talk about best interest of the sport. What about uh, there's at least four uh, state horsemen's associations that are withdrawing their permission for racetracks in their states to send simulcasting signals to New Mexico tracks. I mean, this thing's starting to kind of uh, blossom out of New Mexico. The New Mexico, uh, Kentucky, uh, uh, the um, – uh, the uh, Horsemen's Association said they just shut it down. I guess they're why buy, I'm guessing money. What else would it be, right? Yeah, but all they're hurting is their own product. If you can't get this, if you don't simulcast out, it's going to affect purses because, you know, a lot of their purse money is from money that they make from simulcasting at it, you know, sending the signal out. So this is another case of you cutting your nose to spite your face. It makes no sense. I really don't know anything about it. I'll look into it today, and we could discuss it tomorrow if you want. But I have no idea why they're doing it, and uh, I hope they know what they're doing, to be honest with you. Well, they say the New Mexico Racing Commission is circumventing the Interstate Horse Racing Act by uh, taking this measure, and the Kentucky Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association said they just shut it down. (laughs) So, I don't know. Anyhow, um, any do you have a soapbox, or was Baffert your soapbox? That Baffert was my soapbox. <laughs> okay. Now, I remember you teased us, my man, uh, the other day by saying that you're going to have a horse, you're going to have a winner for us at Tampa Bay on Wednesday. Now, you made that tease, uh, I believe, on the weekend show for today's show. On so, Sunday, yeah. show, Sunday. So go ahead and fess up, pal. <laughs> I'm giving actually two horses out of Tampa and one at Gulfstream, so three radio points. Okay. Let's get started. No one else was giving anything out. I might as well give out three. Yeah. First one comes in Tampa Bay's third race, and this was the price horse I was talking about, Ralph. This is a mile on the turf, and it stays on the turf. The weather is beautiful today at Tampa. The number 10 horse in here, Archivist, three-year-old filly from the Linda Dixon barn. She ran at Tampa in her last grass race, and she actually ran very well. Hector Diaz aboard to ride. She's listed at 8-1 to on the morning line. She's an improving horse. I like number 10, Archivist, to win today's third race out of Tampa. And we have one more at Tampa in the seventh race today. I love the number eight horse in here, World Traveler, five-year-old mare from the Gregory Sacco barn, another one that's run twice at Tampa. She's on the improve. She's in the best racing shape of her career. 
Number eight, Royal Traveler, four to one on the morning line, wins today's seventh race out of Tampa Bay. Dallas. All right, now, folks, I got to tell you right now, uh, Jonathan sent us his selection, the second selection. So you saw it on the graphic, but he's been keeping this horse that he really likes at Tampa Bay so much under the key, under under the covers that we didn't even get a heads up on this. So in the third race, you've got number ten, Archivist. The 10 Archivist, that's his uh, super long shot horse for us today. That was the tease horse, the third race, the 10. You're on the, you're on the hot seat for that one, Jonathan. And, of course, in the seventh race, number eight, World Traver. Got anything at uh, Gulfstream? You said you had three. We do. Seventh race today at Gulfstream. This is a mile and a 16th on the main track. Number seven, Tuscan Gold. By the way, could you imagine Chad Brown, Ralph? Chad Brown, two for 45 at the meet. Ouch. You never see that. Wow. Saturday. He had 14 horses entered. I think he won one of those two wins he has was on Saturday, their big day. Anyway, the number seven horse in here, Tuscan Gold, a three-year-old colt from the Chad Brown barn. However, this horse is very, very good. He ran once as a two-year-old at Aqueduct. I remember that race. He was beaten by his uncoupled entry, Sierra Leone, who they paid $2.3 million for. Sierra Leone came back in the stake race and ran second uh, that day to Dornock, who's highly regard, who's now going to be a highly regarded three-year-old. Anyway, Tyler Gaffleone takes them out, four to one on the morning line. Number seven, Tuscan Gold gets Chad Brown, his third winner of the meet. You know, I got to, I got to tell you, you know, we all know that Chad Brown is a fantastic trainer, and we all know that he has good stock too. It's not like he's doing this with the, uh, you know, horses that he's trying to keep together. He's got good stock there. But this is an example of no matter how great you're uh, as a jockey, as a trainer, etc., you go through these uh, losing streaks. And I got to tell you, the guys that keep a level head while going through there instead of start changing things to see if they could break the Schneider, the ones that come out of it and it'll just be fine. And uh, Chad Brown might be one of those. Yeah, but he's also experiencing something. I'm sure he hasn't done much in his career to go two for 40 or whatever oh. it is. That's and this has to be a first for him. But I heard there was a, I heard a reason why Ralph. He's yeah. been training his horses at Prairie Meadows, and most of his horses are turf horses. Their turf course was closed until this week. It's reopening, so watch. He wasn't able to train them on the grass. Now I'm sure he'll be back on the grass training them. Watch for things to turn around in a hurry. So that is the Prairie Meadows Training Center turf course, right? That they closed right. there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a nice key note. We'll wait and see. Let's uh, start that turnaround uh, right now today at Gulfstream in the seventh race with number seven, Tuscan Gold. Before I let you go, and we'll be talking about this in ensuing days, uh, you know, all these uh, Kentucky Derby prep races, the Holy Bull, this is going to be the uh, three-year-old debut of the champion of last year, two-year-old champion of last year, Fierceness. Now, he's going to be a huge favorite. I mean, he's going to be two to five, three to five or whatever. I, I noticed that Brad Cox didn't send anybody in that race, but we're talking about Chad Brown. Chad Brown does have a horse in that race, domestic product. Tyler Gaff-Leone is going to ride for him, and he'll break right next to Fierceness. Does this look like an afternoon exercise for this uh, two-year-old champ? Listen, I find when you want to try to beat these horses, you try to get them when they're first, they're first race back off of a layoff. Listen, they have bigger fish to fry down the road. You could be sure that fierceness is not going to be totally squeezed for this race. I didn't look at the race yet. I don't even know who's in the race right. other than fierceness. You know, but we'll see. We got time. 
Yeah, we'll start talking about it uh, on the ensuing days uh, tomorrow and Friday before Saturday's uh, race. Thanks a lot, Jonathan, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Be well. All right, Jonathan Fullsheets now has a Gulfstream and Tampa Bay today. We'll be right back because Rich Ng is standing by. I can't wait to hear what he uh, his assessment of the recap of the uh, championship games and a first look at the Super Bowl, which is going to be right here in Las Vegas, right down the street. But there'll be plenty of action going on here at the South Point. Don't go away. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially a Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Wednesday show as we uh, kick off another week covering the great uh, sport of thoroughbred racing and, of course, uh, the Super Bowl as well, Las Vegas style. Now we bring in Rich Ang, uh, our man that's uh, pigskin picking for us uh, this year. Uh, Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, you see, I got my Super Bowl cap on now. I got my Super Bowl 58 cap on, so I'm ready to go. And all I can uh, say, Richie, is I'm just going to let you uh, go ahead and recap what happened on Sunday. Yeah, well, let's take the the first game, which was the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, when I handicapped the game, Ralph, and selected the, the Baltimore Ravens, one of the angles in my mind was the fact that the Chiefs the week before against Buffalo had given up 180 yards rushing. And Baltimore was was and is one of the best rushing teams in the National Football League. So I expected them to really try to dominate the line of scrimmage, especially when uh, Lamar Jackson uh, had the football. It turns out that for some reason, the Baltimore Ravens' uh, offensive strategy was to throw the football because, uh, for example, the Ravens uh, during the regular season averaged about 30 rushes per game 
and uh, averaging uh, close to five yards a carry. Instead, they ran the ball 16 times for about 80 yards. They threw the ball 37 times against one of the best pass defenses in the National Football League, which was Kansas City. So I was really upset by the game plan on the offensive side of the football. The defense for the Ravens, I thought, played very well. They gave up touchdowns on the first two possessions. But then for the next 40 minutes of the game, the Chiefs only scored three points, which should have given the Ravens ample opportunity to come back and uh, you know get back into the football game. Um, you know, if you had told me on Sunday morning, Ralph, that the Chiefs were going to score 17 points, I probably would have bet even more on Baltimore because I was, you know, pretty convinced that they were going to score at least in the 20s, and which would have been enough to cover the spread. So, you know, credit to Kansas City, uh, and especially Travis Kelsey. I think uh, the stat was they targeted him 17 times, and he caught 16 passes, yeah. which is almost impossible to believe. Yeah, but. Um, they played a great football game, offense, defense, special teams. I thought the Chiefs basically outcoached the Ravens. Yeah, game plan of the uh, Baltimore Ravens is probably the thing to put them under. And I can say one thing. I don't know as much about game plan as it is the, the M.O. of the coach at Detroit that probably cost them the game. Yeah, coaching certainly came into effect in the second game to the Lions losing a, a close game to the San Francisco 49ers. In the first half, uh, everybody saw the Lions absolutely dominated both lines of scrimmage, offense and defense, and uh, raced to a 24-7 to lead. And, uh, man, I tell you what, if you're a Lions backer and they were, uh, you know, they had a full stadium at Ford Field watching the game on the simulcast, they were excited because, you know, they really looked like it was going to happen. But there were some decisions in the second half that, uh, Dan Campbell, the coach of the uh, Detroit Lions, had to answer after the postgame. And, uh, you know, one of them was, you know, in the second half, the first possession was so important for San Francisco. They were down 17. They needed to put some points on the board. And they were still playing tight and had to settle for a long field goal by Moody. So that made the score 24-10. to 10. And the Lions answered back with a nice drive. They got down to the 28-yard line of San Francisco. And it was fourth and two, I believe. And instead of kicking a field goal, very makeable from uh, the 28-yard line, would have been a 45-yard kick. Sure. Uh, they decided to go for it, and they missed. And uh, the 49ers, you know, got energized by the defensive stop. They roared down the field, scored. Then there was the fumble by Giles, short field. 49ers score again. All of a sudden, the game's tied, 24-24. And the momentum was completely uh, on the side of the 49ers. And, um, you know, I really think that if uh, Dan Campbell had kicked that field goal to go up by three scores, that was one of the angles that really upset me, Ralph. Mm. You know, when the 49ers scored on that first possession, they knocked it from uh, 17 to 14. Right, right. still a two-possession if you kick the field goal there, you make it a three-possession game all over again. Sure, absolutely. And uh, all I can say is you did get that backdoor cover uh, to at least cash the bet on Detroit. Now we look at the Super Bowl, first blush at the Super Bowl. This uh, line on the Super Bowl right now, it opened at, and it's it's one of the tightest lines I've seen in a long time in the Super Bowl. I remember last year the, uh, the line on the Super Bowl was three points, and uh, it went into overtime as well. Uh, because it was a tight line there. But here, uh, it's fluctuated from two and a half to one and back and forth. Uh, So this is going to be a hell of a Super Bowl, I think. 
Yeah, the line did open up at two and a half on Sunday night, and the first betters who had a chance to pound on some of the some of the bigger players in some of these books knocked it down to minus one. But there's been some buyback, and it's now after South Point, it's minus two. 47 and a half, but there's going to be some more fluctuation, obviously, because we're, we're still like, you know, 11 games, 11 days out from the game. So it's going to move. So, uh, the, you have to time it right. If you like the, uh, uh, Chiefs, you want to get back to minus one. If you like the, the 49ers, you, you pray and hope and maybe goes to minus three if that San Francisco, Northern California money shows yeah, up. Yeah. That three points is going to be probably elusive though at this point because it's really tight. And uh, this is our first uh, blush at that. Of course, as the uh, days go on and we get closer and closer to Super Bowl, we'll not only get uh, some of your angles on the Super Bowl, obviously a pick on Sunday morning show next Sunday. And, of course, uh, the proposition bets that are going to start rolling out uh, here at the uh, South Point uh, pages, the proposition bets, I think, on Friday. So until then, Richie, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll I'll be on tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. All right. You got it, my man. And uh, we'll be back, take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Jerry Jackowitz on a betting strategy that came to fruition as an example on uh, Sunday. So don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. I just want to remind you that on the South Point streaming here at YouTube, we got a couple of great sports shows you're going to have to watch. If you don't watch them, if you haven't watched them, definitely watch them. You're going to love them. Uh, on uh, on uh, Punchlines is on Monday to Friday from noon to 1 o'clock with Frank, Frank and Nicotero, and he is just a fantastic Entertaining guy, that's for sure. Sports by the Book now is on seven days a week, Monday through Friday uh, from 3 to 4, and on Saturday and Sunday they follow us at 8.30 to 10 a.m. you got to watch these shows. They are great shows, and they'll be talking mucho about the Super Bowl, no doubt about it. Jerry Jackowitz, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. All right, Jerry, you want to emphasize some of the betting strategies that came to fruition uh, over the weekend. Go. Yeah, I think we had a really great example in the 11th and 12th race at Gulfstream, which I gave out on the show. Yeah, and the, you know, we got wait, wait a minute, we got to remind everybody that was on Saturday, not Sunday, correct? Yes, Saturday at Gulfstream. All right, go ahead. Um, so, uh, if you recall, in the 11th race, there was inter- uh, in- interpolation and warm heart were the two horses I mentioned, and I said that. To me, the only one that was bettable was interpolation. 
and they're both going to be favorites, and they're really both bad bets. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like the play. I didn't like using them because right away I'm going to be involved with favorites in big fields, and um, the only thing I'm going to end up, as it turned out, going into the 12th race, if I tried to hook it up horizontally, all I did was find another favorite. So that would have been, you know, just just chasing favorites. And that's a losing proposition for all of us. It's just a losing proposition. There aren't professional bettors or amateur bettors who can succeed with a constant diet of less than two to one right. or two to ones in rolling bets. It okay. just can't be done. All right. As it happens, my handicapping in the last race was really right on. I had Senior Prescador. All right, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. The horse you were talking about in the uh, the 12th was Integration, and the horse you're talking about now in the, the Pegasus in the Pegasus World Cup the is... 11th. Oh, right, right, that's 12th, correct. I'm sorry. The horse you were talking about in the 12th race is Senor Buscador. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Now, Senor Buscador was like about 15 to 1, and he ended up going off at 8 to 1. He was nicely bet, uh, but still a lot of value in him. And uh, but that's not really. I mean, I came up with a nice horse, and the horse ran second to the favorite, National Treasure. It was yeah. an obvious favorite and a really good horse, and yeah. somebody you would use a lot naturally. Yeah. Okay, but that's not really what was important. What was important is I had the third position was available for finding a long shot and really bumping up the play, and we were able to get the thirty-four to one shot from Krupe. Mm-hmm. The horse was named Krupe from uh, yep. Fletcher's Barn. Yep. Was won four of its last five races. It wasn't really that hard to come up with. Got Leon Franco, Dettori first time in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Was going to close off a very very hot pace. There was a lot of things to say. Hey, here's a horse that's on the improve that could probably run outrun his odds, and he sure. did. Yeah. But using the key horse strategy of taking a good value horse like Senor Brescudo, putting him first and second with logical other horses. And really doing good handicapping all the way through the line mm-hmm. uh, gives you the best opportunity to find the real overlays that enrich your prices and can make you a winner. You don't have to have a lot of them. If you have five plays a day and you get one of them right, you walk away from the track with cash in your kicker. All right. Now, for example, to- for example, folks, right. when he's talking about that, when uh, Krupe ran third, uh, the dollar exacta, reverse exacta with this play there, paid $35, which ain't too shabby for a buck. But the 50-cent trifecta with that big long shot that finished third in the race, a 50-cent trifecta paid $290.95, and that is what Jerry is talking about. We have uh, run com- out of time again, Jerry, but I wanted to get you on to get that prime example of what you talk about when you're looking for rich uh, plays in exotics, and uh, that was a prime example and, of course, we'll have you back. It only costs $40, Ralph, to, to get it. It's wow, that's cool. And uh, we'll have you back tomorrow for more. In the meantime, we've wrapped up this first show of the week. And there's only one more thing to say. Jerry's going to say it real quick. Have a great race day, everybody.